0: Yes, Connor.
1: Uh, have you have heard of uh, GoodHousekeeping.com?
0: I mean, I am a homeowner, so... Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I figured as much. <laughs> uh, well, Eva sent me a, a terrific uh, link, like she always does, for 33 interstellar Star Wars Halloween costumes for the whole family.
0: Wow. Yeah. 33 of them.
1: I know. It's a very specific number, I know. <laughs> I don't think we have to actually talk all 33. Um, but being that it, you know Halloween is right around the corner, I figure you know if anyone is a Star Wars fan out there, maybe they want to take a look at this and get some ideas going.
0: Yeah, we're here to help you <laughs> be inspired. Exactly, and and channel the right kind of Star Wars costume for you this Halloween. Uh, Us and good housekeeping,
1: and 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 Steph Roman for that matter too.
0: That's true. Hey, Steph.
2: Hey. <laughs>
1: we're joined again by Steph Roman again today.
2: Well, again, again,
1: again, again. You want to guys? You want to go down the list and see which ones kind of jump out at us? Uh, I mean, like I said, there's 33 here, so we don't have to talk off all of them. So, right off the bat, you have Ray. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. No. It,
2: it's actually a really good, good costume. For I'd say Ray, so. For like a one piece, it's 35 bucks. Like
1: can't beat that deal. Yeah. I wonder if it's like actually like it's like the rough tunic feel. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it looks know. pretty
2: authentic.
1: Well. I mean, you want to talk authentic, look at the next one. Uh, inflatable, the next one's my favorite. Yeah, Inflatable Han Solo in Carbonite. Yes. Now, I mean, everyone's seen these inflatables before. I mean, the, one of the biggest things on the internet right now is the inflatable like the T-Rexes. T-Rexes, yeah. So, you know, um, this is just adorable. I mean, it's just a flat surface. You have your feet somehow. Like, I don't know how people... I don't, don't...
2: know how you walk in That's it. That's what I was going to say. No I don't know how you...
1: There are
0: no feet
2: There's on no this. feet.
1: <laughs> you just kind of sit in the... Uh... <laughs>
2: you just have to stand in the corner as a part of the decorating. Oh,
0: man. Well, and I'm wondering, like, if it's like a mask... It says on? it comes
2: and, with a mask and okay. gloves
1: so, okay okay so yeah you just kind so of i don't your have hands to like, so, if, so if
0: so if for instance i wanted to wear this costume i don't have to <laughs> oh like, no paint oh face wait wait gray. wait wait no
1: you might get specific
0: about
2: amazon it amazon reviewers say you need to be at least five foot four to pull this one off oh man I could not wear this costume. <laughs>
0: I can.
1: Aren't you a little bit short to be a, uh, like uh, a uh, Han Solo, Solo Han frozen overnight? Yep. <laughs>
2: so, okay, that one's crossed off my list. Well, all right, they, next.
1: Speaking of being short and all that kind of stuff for <laughs> whatever. Sorry, gang. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Stormtrooper costume. Yeah. You know, Uh kind of, yeah. Prisoner Leia. I like the fact they're calling her Prisoner Leia. Yes. They're not it's, it's, Slave it, Leia. It's progressive. Yeah. So I appreciate that.
0: It, it's kind of It is woke.
1: It is woke. <laughs> and then her uh the traditional Princess Leia white uh, gown from A New Hope. Yeah, I have
0: to say I actually like all of like the female ones. They are, I mean, look, like I feel like they're a step above like the the men's. men's. They oh look like God. they're
2: slightly higher quality because then you get down to so Han's the next one.
1: Now Han's kind of looks okay. It but looks like, all right, but the, the, the belt every, looks like it's just straight cardboard. I, so, yeah, like, like I it,
2: made my own Han Solo costume. I probably made it for about the same price, and it definitely looked better. The oh, only well, problem just having to paint the gun
1: i was gonna say right. for like for starters like the boots yeah I the think boots, are just, boots are the,
2: the deal boot breaker covers. for me, yeah these yeah, these, yeah they're, they're just boot covers they look awful you just
0: kind
1: of pull them up over oh man we're <laughs> gonna talk about some great men's <laughs> costumes what's the next one andrew
0: we've got jabba the hut up next
1: uh, the inflatable job another the inflatable, inflatable yeah. of course. that is gnarly. that's the one i would go for myself that's pretty gnarly uh, and then you got, uh, you know, old man Luke. Like, I don't know why they didn't choose, like, you know, in the dark tunic. Right. Or, like, use Tatooine garb or something like that. They're like, yeah. no, let's the give old... him a fake beard. Yeah. yeah. You know, make well, sure that's, that's included. That's
0: a bit of the, uh, the Disney rights holder <laughs> something, story, something. I guess. Yeah. They, uh, they, they would rather emphasize Luke... In the Disney property because it's not really that different. Yeah. But they do. But I like how they keep all of, like, the sexy Leia options out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, we got to keep and it real,
0: Ray okay. and Jenna. I know uh, Jin Ursa's on here as well. Yeah. Well,
1: it, uh, Darth Vader looks more like tights than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, C3PO kind of looks, well, not like tights, but it's just like that. That weird, like, awkward fabric that almost all costumes—yeah, it looks it's
2: like it's foam
0: sublimated.
1: almost. Yeah. yeah,
2: like it does not look comfortable.
1: And this isn't even really a, like, a, 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 a costume per se. It's just the Roaring Chewbacca Wookiee Sounds Mask. Yeah, which is like it was made po- popular by that one terrific lady in that van. She just had a ball laughing about <laughs> yeah. it the entire time. Ah, an inflatable BB-8. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, with
2: feet holes. With
1: feet holes, because that's how he does it.
0: Yes, and like, it looks so, a little safer than the Han or the Jabba inflatables that we've seen so far.
1: Right, but like getting <laughs> back to like the men's costume So like like Poe's costume followed closely by uh, Finn's costume. Like, they both just look way too shiny. Yeah. Like, there's that, that rough look, the dirty look that you, you're you known for. I mean, like, this just looks like it was straight off of a rack. Like
0: Yeah. I play, I yeah. Like, I play, uh, like, one of the hockey teams that I play on. We got these sweet new sublimated jerseys. Ooh. Um, you know, that are just, like, it's just color on color on color. And <laughs> okay. so the team is called Jesse and the Rippers. Mm. So we do have the classic John Stamos from Full House, like it's all very Full House themed, like the numbers and the lettering is all mm-hmm. Full House. But like the John Stamos mullet makes it onto it.
1: That's pretty gnarly. And, like, very good. But,
0: yeah, and that's awesome. But like the that sublimation is so much nicer than this one. <laughs> it's, well, it's not even close.
1: Let's talk about your favorite character here. There is a Boba Fett costume. Sexy Boba Fett. Yeah, I was gonna say as
2: you... worn by a lady.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to fit into that. But this
0: one doesn't look like it would fit me. <laughs>
2: And it the, specifically says sexy version of Boba Fett. Yeah,
1: so. I mean it comes with a helmet. The and helmet everything.
0: actually looks pretty decent. Yeah. I
1: mean, it like looks that's a like the small, one unsexy though. part of it, everything. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, it does look like too small. Like
2: I don't know if it's actually wearable.
1: Uh and then we've got K two S O, which I mean like Yes, I think it's a onesie. It's a onesie with gloves. And <laughs> I mean a helmet. And it's hard to kind of do K2SO. Like, it's one thing if you want to do C-3PO because it is just a person in a suit. Yes. And then you do K2SO, which is just more skeletal. Right. I don't know. It doesn't come off right.
0: It does not. It would be... It's a hard no from me.
1: Well, it's a hard yes for the Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian, which
2: is by far the best. I just looked at the price tag on this one. I mean, I think part of
0: it is it costs like... Three times about three more times most. as
2: much as the rest of them yeah. yeah
1: it does say the og lando i aka billy d williams would approve yes which i approve but the too.
2: costume is excellent yeah. it, The details <laughs> are spot on and then yes. we
1: got uh baby yoda
2: some baby costumes can't go wrong with yoda that. Iwar, the baby leia. ewok
1: baby leia which is basically just like a knitted hat but that's still cute. yes it is cute and then there's I was going to say toddler, it's not really a toddler, but just kid Ray. A uh, yes. kid
2: kid versions for Ray. Yeah,
1: uh, like a little girl's like R2D2 An dress. An R2D2
2: dress with then...
1: l- like arm warmers. That's, big, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. the big <laughs> that's, that's the big get for.
0: That's That's where she thing. keeps the rockets.
1: Now yeah. here's the coolest kids costume by far. Best
2: one. Oh yeah. This Luke, is Go ahead.
0: This is the best. I mean, this is the best of any, not just for kids. <laughs> Like, if they made this in men's size, I would be buying this. You would see me wearing this at your Halloween party there, Connor. Oh, heck yeah. It is Luke Skywalker and inflatable Tauntaun costume.
2: Riding an inflatable Tauntaun. It
1: says it's 39% off, so you might have to get at it. You might actually fit into it. Or it's worth, <laughs> yeah. it's Do you like, get it like, in, in, like, an extra, extra large. Extra yeah.
2: large. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then you got the youth Darth Vader, which, like, this one looks a little more legit than the adult size one. Yeah. It doesn't look as, like, smoothed over. Uh, and then this one's the, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, which like, you could just kind of say it's Jedi. Like, I don't feel like it has to be specifically Obi-Wan.
2: Yeah, it could be anyone. It looks like he's wearing Ugg boots, though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's the same thing. Most expensive
2: part of the costume. And not
0: very woke.
1: No. No. Not as woke well as Kylo Ren the kid costume.
2: Kylo Kid's all right. Well, look, that right. actually
1: looks like it's legit boots. Like, it looks like it comes with boots. They yeah. pro-
2: it probably doesn't come with the boots, no, I, though. Yeah, I'd
0: probably not included, especially at the price tag on this one. Oh, yeah. $13.
2: $13. Bucks.
1: <laughs> all right, then there's Padme, where she's got the boot covers comes as Comes well. with
2: boot covers. Yes.
1: Everyone's got the boot covers going. And then there's Anakin, who's smiling. Like, you know, you never see Anakin smile. No. Nope. But
0: it's not realistic. This is, yeah, super not realistic.
1: <laughs> oh man! All right, so these are just all the kids ones towards the end here. We got like a uh, Poe Dameron and the dog
2: at the very end. Oh really? Come we on. have Yoda Lando. dog.
1: Where's the dog one? Oh, that's adorable! Yeah. A dog Yoda costume. It's the best. It's oh, pretty cute. Man. Ah, so yeah, I mean these are just some ideas to throw around for everybody. You yeah. know And it's our duty to put it out there because why?
0: Because it's Utaputa, everybody!
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Garrido Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, <gasps> all things Star Wars, and anything even friggin' related to Star Wars. Namely, cool. a big topic today, which I'm excited about. We've been meaning to do this for, I want to say, years, maybe even millennia. But honestly, it's probably about a few months, I'd say. <laughs> I don't know, if at I'm least. being honest. Yeah. At least. Uh, and I'm excited to have uh, Steph join us today, because we are going to be doing the top five Rebels episodes slash arcs. Yes. Uh, and uh, this is uh, its exactly what it sounds like. We're going to be going through uh, all four seasons of the uh, Star Wars show, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, and kind of just giving our thoughts on uh, our favorite episodes, listed five to one. I think everyone kind of knows how this goes. Now we uh, we did it. What was like our third or fourth episode? We did the uh, the Clone, the clone Wars, Wars, yeah. Top five one, and that one was already hard enough because you know there was just too many good like options, right? So
0: well, yeah. I feel like there's there's kind of this trade off where like. Rebel or uh, Clone Wars is a lot longer of a show. You know, you mm-hmm. basically have six series and more episodes per series.
1: And not to mention, it's not done technically. Yeah, it's, it's still not more over. Yes, more on the way. Yes, we we'll revisit way. our list. Yeah, which is <laughs>
0: something maybe we'll we'll touch on here in a moment. Um, of course, but also, uh, you know, and I feel like the other challenge is just like. I don't know i just really really like there's not as many low points in rebels for, no but like, well, that's just
1: it like i think it, it's kind of hard to put it out so i mean we can kind of go back to like the the you know the the our personal history with clone wars and especially because you know having steph here you know we've we've talked about this before we went to go see the clone wars movie when it was out in theaters oh, yeah and yeah. we were all just like who's this ahsoka chick and now it's like <laughs> Wow, Ahsoka!
2: Yeah, come on, like we she's kind the of best. Out of there like, thinking how, yeah. who, how can, yeah. how can like, we
0: get her into yeah. the Rise of Skywalker at this point?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So
1: it's just like it's it 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 kind of, you kind of see how it all goes down. And look, I was the same way. I mean, I think with the with the Rebel show when it came out, I was like, it's not Clone Wars. You know, I I think we all kind of felt like a personal passion for it after a fashion. Yeah, and like. Now, I mean, especially for me, like I didn't really get into it until I saw the season three trailer. And that's fair. And the season three trailer just Understandable. Had, It had so much going for it. Because he had, like I said, he had the first announcement of Wedge. You got to see a bunch of Hondo in it and everything like mm-hmm. that. And then right at the big reveal at the end, you got Grand Admiral Thrawn that's making right. his canon appearance yet again well for the the first time in new canon in the
2: new canon yeah Yeah.
1: so and that's a big freaking deal for a lot of people who were fans of the
2: books yeah
1: so i mean i don't know i i mean let's go from right there like when you guys like what's your personal take on it i
0: would would just i want to I want to go back to the Halloween costumes for just one moment. <laughs> okay. Oh boy! Because I just want to talk about this. I, I I'm pretty sure I heard this on Star Wars Minute. Um and I, right. and I but I think I've like I swear I've even seen pictures of this, and it's like my favorite cosplay concept that I've ever heard of. Right. Okay. Uh, and they I think they said they experienced this at like Star Wars Celebration 2015 or something like that. A mm-hmm. uh, couple couple celebrations ago, and it was. Wet Obi-Wan. What? <laughs> what?
2: So, I need to know more. So it
0: was so you know like when when Obi-Wan arrives on Kamino during Attack of the Clones, our favorite film. Our
1: favorite film. Yeah, how could I forget?
0: He is, you know, he steps out of his fighter and he's just getting soaked by the non-stop rain. Yeah, he's drenched. And then the next time we see him, what they don't really explain is that it's been a day and that he has stayed there. Really? And that, yes. And that's why he is then dry Obi-Wan. But when he first arrives, he's wet Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. And, like, it was just a dude that had, like, the, the Jedi robes, but, like, he, like, just was dripping water off of his shoulders. <laughs> and his hair was slicked <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's
1: pretty clever.
0: And I, I think I heard rumor that, like, the next day he showed up as dry Obi-Wan. As dry Obi-Wan.
2: <laughs> well, that's, that's
1: even better. Like... To have that level of detail i was behind gonna cosplay. say you gotta
2: think about it from the logistical side of yeah. things how you, like how do you he's keep he's gonna have to so keep damp. he's gonna be carrying a spray bottle like <laughs> <Yeah. and laughs> visiting the restroom and just reapplying water on his costume <laughs> yeah. all day you can imagine like that that takes extreme dedication
1: i hope he won some kind of costume, costume yes for that. i like, agree just so the fact of the matter like and you know what those are the type of people you can impress with that kind of costume yes you take that to any other kind of comic-con people are gonna i think you fell into the
0: river yeah they're like oh what happened man it was Did you just, trip it's on not raining right right outside yeah
1: seriously but now that's that's really freaking <laughs> clever i'm surprised about that that's yeah. funny
0: that one and the only other one if you're looking for like a we'll call it a couple's costume but this might be more one that you would do with your friend okay uh i saw somebody recently like it was two people and they were uh panda baba and dr Evazon. really and dr Evazon carried around pamba panda baba's arm. arm for him
1: that's funny <laughs> that's really funny and especially like if you had a, if you had a friend who was missing an arm and had yes. a good sense of humor yes <laughs> that's that's just that's just adding up for perfect that yeah yes that's awesome
0: so just just a few more ideas for you
1: i, I don't i like that man i mean i'm trying to think of some of the more impressive ones i've seen like you know costume wise and i've always said before like uh, there's a guy who does it in pittsburgh he does a chewbacca costume uh-huh. with stilts yeah and he gets the height down and everything and he has the the vo- like a the uh the voice box set up so that like when he opens his mouth it, it just, projects yeah, it's yeah he, he speaks it so or Shriwook i guess you could say yes um but Use yeah the proper shrewook <laughs> i
0: don't know how you
1: say it um uh, but yeah that's cool man i don't know I I, I kind of lost my place now. I'm kind
0: of yeah. of confused. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's all well, right. Yeah, I guess the only other thing that I was even going to kind of mention is as of this recording, we're just finding out the exact, like what exactly is going to be on Disney Plus at launch. Oh, yeah. Um, and the one like t- tiny little sliver of useless information that i wanted to pass on with that is i mean so i mean we already know what's going to be there especially for like in terms of star wars content marvel star Uh,
1: like marvel content all that stuff yeah
0: um you know i mean we're we're gonna see the first seven episodes uh plus rogue one Mm -hmm. and then eventually last jedi and solo will be joining there and mandalorian is also you know the big marquee the day one new content day one content um but I was interested to see that they are going to feature the Black Hole. Now, uh, what
1: is the Black Hole exactly?
0: So it's basically a sci-fi adventure film that was Disney's first attempt to answer Star Wars. Mm. Uh, and it came out in 1979, 1980, somewhere in that range. Okay. And it was just, I mean, it, honestly, I think it actually did okay at the box office. And like they brought in all of these unique Kind of sci-fi writers to to kind of put their spin on it, right? But obviously, it didn't have that same kind of cultural impact. So, like, I always point to the black hole and John Carter of Mars, yes, uh, which came out like in the early 2010s, as that's why Disney now owns Star Wars because it is basically if you can't beat them, buy them. Just buy them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I mean, so, it's getting to that point, man.
0: Yeah. So. I mean,
1: that's pretty interesting, though. They would, like, choose to go that deep into their catalog mm-hmm. to pull out, like, all the other stuff. And it's, like, a, kind of a checkered past they don't like talking about in the yeah, first place. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: Song of the South, stuff right.
1: like that. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, all their old cartoons and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's kind of hard to be, like, well, you know, what should, uh, you know, what should we put out? What shouldn't we put out? Because it's, like, if you're really handing them the keys to the vault in a, in a figurative sense, like, uh-huh. are you really going to want them to root around in the back? Right, because like the back half of everything you got is not really uh, yeah. applicable. Like, yeah. I don't even want to get into like all the uh, the World War II propaganda yeah, cartoons con- and stuff like that. you know. That. I mean, I mean, I know that the Looney Tunes aren't Disney, but I I do remember seeing a lot of Looney Tune esque uh, like cartoons. Let's. I'll just keep it at that. There's like the names of the cartoons are not something you should say on you know say out loud. So I'm not going to say them. <laughs> But if you choose to go and see Bugs Bunny fighting the Japanese, you know, don't be surprised when you're and, a little and offended. And being very, very yeah. offensive it about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it happened. And you just got to kind of put yourself through it. But I mean, I guess that's what Disney's like. You know, it's like, you know what? You want to see us for what we are? Here it is.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, I, I I give them credit. Like some of their other titles that were that had some controversies along the way, like even like the Black Cauldron, which they just like it was an animated film, but it was deemed a little too dark and mature. Mm. So, like, they faced a lot of backlash over it. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be available. Ooh. Like I almost kind of want to check that out just for that reason. Because
1: <laughs> you want to see what all the hubbub's about.
2: I was That's terrified it. of it when, when I was a kid. I never finished it. Really? Yeah, I couldn't get past probably the first opening scene.
1: Oh man. Yeah, know.
2: I've never seen it.
1: Was it like a scary movie? It was terrifying.
2: I I don't don't even ask me. Okay. <laughs> I'll watch it now that I uh, am a, an adult and <laughs> you're
1: able to turn the the lights on. If it's going to make me cry,
2: I, you know, I can handle it now.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm a big brave dog. I can big, get over dog. it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, so anyways. Yes. So let's get
0: into the Rebels recap.
1: (laughs) Well, so yeah, I I, kind of wanted to approach you guys about it because I already said as much for me, like my first real trek into Rebels was after seeing the season three trailer. Once I saw it, I knew that I had to go out and, you know, try and find a way to get to this like Mm -hmm. find the first season, do the the grunt work and actually get myself through it. Yeah. But what about you guys? Like what kind of got you into it? Like... Do you have anything notable about that? Like what you wanted to see off that? Like, did you, did anything jump out at you like it did for me?
0: Well, I mean, I think the first time it really was put on my radar was actually from Steph kind of talking about, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and quite literally the same, like talking about, well, it has Thrawn in it, you know, It's like (laughs) and and that was kind of my reaction. It it was still a bit of a delayed synapse before I finally got truly into it both um, of you
2: came to it a little later yeah. yeah yeah yeah.
0: i didn't see any of it like when it was live on tv or anything which kills
1: um, me now thinking about like what the like because i think when it did come out live like they were they were still prompting it on you know facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they're like here's what happened last night like you know how walking dead's like that yeah. you know oh like, yeah here's who died this week so you don't yeah. have to watch it and it's like well i still want to watch it but thanks for ruining all the big plot points, and that's yep. that's what they started doing with, like, Star Wars Rebels. And you wouldn't think you would care, because it's, it's a kid's show, but, like, yep. they dealt with a lot of adult issues, much like how the Clone Wars did. Yep. And it just it matured as a show, and it's its own thing now. Oh, yeah. So.
2: And I guess since it's my turn next, I can <laughs> I can help provide some context for this, because it's actually something that, you know, I've done a lot of reading up on and just happened to know you are a lot expert. of the useless information about uh, animated kids cartoons. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, for me, I actually did start watching. I watched the first two seasons live as they aired. They were on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, we had a subscription to Disney XD, so I was able to keep up with it. Um, I actually started watching it because... Uh, the director of the series, his name is Dave Filoni. And Ooh. Dave Filoni is actually from Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. What? If you guys I, didn't know that. I did
0: not know that. I mean, yes. we, we, seen, we, we uh, told he, his he virtues on, all the time. because uh, I mean, he was on Clone the, Wars yeah, as well. He he's EP a cowboy on, hat guy. Yes. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. he's, he's <laughs> from Mount Lebanon. What? So like he, he is a local boy. That's cool, man. Yeah,
0: I did not know and
2: that. And Dave, uh, <laughs> before he was hired by um, Lucas at the time, to work on clone wars he actually directed the first season of avatar the last airbender <gasps> which is if you haven't watched it like, no that's an big. amazing amazing very mature very nuanced like culturally appropriate and amazing children's cartoon that was on nickelodeon that, back like it's starting in 2005 that's the thing about so like, he directed the first season of avatar wow. uh, and no, most notably like the five or six episodes that are like the most pivotal episodes in that show crucial so you know disney well (laughs) lucas saw that at the time and was like hey we need you working on clone wars which obviously went on to be a pretty you know big success and like also also mature but also remaining appropriate for kids in most ways so it's crazy that's why that's why like knowing the kind of like uh, groundwork for the show and who was making it, I was I was excited for it on that front. But well, why not? However, once you get into Rebels, you like you know, it kind of takes its time to develop as well. Just like Avatar took its time to develop, just mm. like Clone Wars kind of took its time to develop. Mm. The first season is very much more light, much more. Uh, a lot of hijinks and you know yeah yeah like, sort of yeah kind just, of kiddie like jokes yeah. and stuff.
1: I put it the same way I said about the Clone Wars. Like if you're able to get through the first season,
2: right? It's like kind on... of just grin and bear it through the first season, and then you'll really appreciate where where the subject matter goes in the second, third, and fourth season. Yeah. So
1: I will post a, like a small spoiler about my list just preemptively that almost uh, actually uh, maybe not even maybe my. <laughs> Honorable Mentions has at least one from season one, but I have no
0: episodes from season one. Yeah, I actually do have one from season one.
2: I did pick one just because I wanted to represent all the seasons, but it is my number five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty much how I figured it's going to be going now.
0: And I I mean, to that end, I mean, I think like I'm not saying like, oh, this is like, I don't know that any of us are going to like spoil the show itself. I but I think to. we'll get into like kind of full details of what happens on the show. Yes. So I guess if you're like really spoiler-reverse, you don't want to hear it, this might not be As the episode show, there for is you. There's
2: stuff that can be spoiled. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, stuff that's been out there. Like I
0: already right. said, but
2: like, it's been over for. For a couple... well, It ended...
0: Yeah, it It ended ended in in early 2018. 2018, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, to me, it's a little different than, like, Clone Wars, where it's, like, it was, like, Clone Wars was on Netflix for a million years. Yeah, you could try it and... Go for it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's not there any longer, because it's going to move over to Disney Disney Plus plus as well, and presumably, I think I've heard that Rebels will be available there
2: I, I hope so i would think so. at some
0: point although it's not necessarily going to be a day one thing
1: but all before. the same like i mean for anyone who has kids that want to get into uh you know star wars at a young age and everything like that like it's a good way to start them you know and yeah. like we've Uh, We've talked to our one friend, uh, you know, about his son getting into the Galaxy of Adventures. Yes. uh, You know, and like being all about that. And I know when I go and see my nephews for the holiday season, Mm -hmm. they're going to see that video. And I'm going to make sure they don't leave the freaking couch (laughs) until they're brainwashed by it. Yes. I'm I'm hoping for it anyways. But yes. It's all perfect, and <laughs> yes. I don't want to ruin anything either. Like, I also want to just break everything down as much as possible. Right. But at the same time, I would like for anyone who has any kind of interest in this show or learning more about Star Wars as a whole, because this really does touch on a lot of themes that will come up in the next trilogy, you know, because it's between episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. And it does set up a lot of stuff for, you know, the the original trilogy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you and I, Connor, we're kind of excited that we were able to slot it in here because we've also been doing our recaps of all the films. Right,
1: yeah. So this and, is like perfect timing. Yeah, so
0: we're actually timing it right, you know, moving from the prequel trilogy into the original trilogy now.
1: I'm going to try and do that So make it work. Yes. I Like I said, I've just been hyped to talk about this since I finished, <laughs> finished season four like months so, ago. Yeah.
0: So yeah. with that said, do you want to get us started?
1: You want to get us started? Okay. Uh, so for the Rebels episodes, uh, I'm going to start off with mine number five. Number five for me is season two, episode six, Brothers of a Broken Horn, or Brothers of the Broken Horn. And uh, specifically, I picked this episode because it's Hondo Onaka's first appearance in Rebels. <laughs> Hondo Onaka was my favorite part of. I Clo was going to say,
2: he's your favorite character. He's my favorite
1: character. <laughs> and, like, he just came out of nowhere. And, like it, like, it was just fun because, like, you started to like Ezra a little bit more during this yeah. season, like, he grew up more. Yeah. And uh, he just wanted to believe Hondo. He was, like, gullible to the point where he was like, yeah, Hondo knows what he's doing. And then Hondo, in the same breath, also shows his true colors of being a scoundrel. And it's like, okay, well, you kind of knew what you were setting yourself up for and all this kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> but just, just based on the fact that it's Hondo's first appearance, I think as well as might have been Vizago's first appearance, I'm not totally sure.
0: I kind of feel like Vizago appeared I think maybe He was in the first season. It was in the first, first season,
1: season and then he was introduced in this one, I think. Yeah. That's and became
0: the- a bigger role.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and then totally. he keeps
2: recurring and getting-
1: <clears throat> which yeah. I like both of them. Yeah. I mean, Vizago I feel like is Hondo light. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not yeah. as uh, bombastic.
0: Right. Uh, and hasn't had uh, quite the uh, groundswell of support in the way that like Hondo has. <laughs> Like where Hondo is a character in Galaxy's Edge or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah. So, So, but yeah, so that's that's my pick for mine, simply put. I mean, there's not really much that goes on in the episode more than just, uh, you know, that there's uh, hijinks ensue from uh, pirating and smuggling via Hondo and Ezra and the crew of the Ghost. Yes. So, number five, Brothers of the Broken Horn.
0: Fair enough. Andrew? So, mine also takes place, my number five also takes place in season two. It's episodes... Uh, three and four, mm. which are The Last Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic.
1: Ooh. Oh, man, I think I. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, no, it's not crossover yet. Okay. But it's still.
0: Fair enough. But so this is the episode where we find uh, that Captain Rex of Clone Wars fame <gasps> and other. And
2: a few Gregor others.
0: And, yeah. And um, Gregor Wolf. and Wolf, yes. Have all survived. And that they didn't go crazy.
1: Well, see, go ahead.
0: So, I mean, so this ties way back to our Clone Wars review where we talked about the biochip conspiracy.
1: Which is considered legends now.
0: Right. Which is weird. Because it's, yeah, because it's part of the the lost files, lost lost transmissions. Yeah. yeah. Um, It is unfortunately, I mean, it's not canon, but it's kind of canon because we know that there is a brain chip. In, in the, the clone, I mean, they and confirmed
2: that they had yes. the chip.
0: Yeah. In in, in in like, and that's confirmed in Rebels, which is a canon source entirely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's kind of like murky history. So, like the events of the biochip conspiracy might not be what they are. Yes, but the consequences of them <laughs> remain the same.
1: And so, let me just explain a little bit more. Like when Gregor, Rex, and Wolf were discovered, and like Kanan first came in contact with him, mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously had came a, freaks out. He was he freaks defensive. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause
0: he thinks that they're going to kill. kill him because yeah. that's what they were programmed to do. But captain Rex just kind of points at the dome and says, Cut Nope. Out. We got them removed.
1: So. Which is, I mean, it's crazy to think that they just kind of went in and did like did the grunt work themselves. They did brain
2: surgery on
0: themselves? Yeah,
1: right. It's kind of crazy. But, but
0: but the episodes themselves, I also just really enjoy because we get that kind of mashup between Clone Wars. Like they're, I mean, they're just it, out in this kind of desert planet on um, the
1: coldest ATTE ever. Yes, it's <laughs> like a mobile home. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it has basically
0: become their mobile home, um, and it's so just cool. kind of like the the the. A competition between, like, you know, their experience and know-how versus, like, all the might that the Empire can throw at them.
1: That was one of the best things. Like, the, the fight between them and the AT-ATs in the Dust Storm. Uh-huh. Oh, You want to talk about a good jumping point for a lot of people?
0: Yeah. That's one thing. I think that's a, a good chance. place to jump in. Yeah, Seriously. For hey, sure. That's a good Especially choice. if, like, you love the Clone Wars. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. All right. That's a good choice. Stephanie.
2: All righty. <clears throat> So my number five pick is from season one, and it's episode nine called Path of the Jedi. Ooh. So in this episode, um, this is kind of where Kanan and Ezra kind of sit down and they're like, okay, we need to get serious about your Jedi training. Um, like Ezra at the start of the series is pretty, I mean, he's brash and he's impatient. He's been living alone and has not... Known that he's been force sensitive his whole life, kind of so. comes off
1: as like a scoundrel.
2: Oh yes, I mean yeah, he's literally like a, a petty thief, right. uh, just trying to make it to survive because he's young and he's
1: so you got to do by himself.
2: He's he's gotta he's gotta make it. <laughs> <laughs> so so Kanan also being a bit you know untrained and and not sure how to teach properly, uh, actually takes Ezra to the Jedi Temple on Lothal. Uh, and while there, they end up getting separated inside the temple. Uh, Ezra chases after um, a vision of the Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. and ends up. Uh, and through his trials, he watches the Grand Inquisitor kill all of his friends. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's pretty, pretty uh, drastic. Uh, and, and then
1: this yeah. is a kids' show,
0: by the way. It yes. is a kids' show. <laughs> yes, and this is in the first season. Don't worry
2: yeah. about the mortal terror.
0: Mostly. Mostly kid-friendly. <laughs> right, yes. right.
2: So, so Ezra's kind of dealing with, like, so many emotions as, he, as he's going around. And he doesn't realize that it's all just visions at first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. And then while he's doing that, um, Kanan's in the middle of the temple, and he's actually sitting and meditating, and he's able to commune with Yoda. Yes. So this is kind of Kanan's, like, also tapping into his force power, and his force power's growing. And uh, you know Yoda, just being Yoda, you
0: know. <laughs> well, it's and you. it's yeah.
2: It's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I do really appreciate is that I mean, like, I don't think that either of them actually realize that the other character is in fact alive. Is they're yeah.
2: alive exactly? Like, they're just and freaking, and it
0: pl- out. yeah, and it plays they out. They could in very a really... much be
2: ghosts, you yeah. know, that they're speaking with. Yeah,
0: because like by this point, I mean, again, kind of delving into Clone Wars Legends. Anyway, mm-hmm. like we kind of know that Yoda has already, like. Somewhat communicated with uh, with Qui Gon. I'm sorry. To um, the great right beyond. Yes, as well as you know some of the other visions that he's had, like the one with Darth Vay- Darth Bane. Yes, I can't speak today. You're all right. <laughs> um,
1: oh, uh, I was also just going to say the fact that like this this is one of the things that I loved about Rebels as much as the Clone Wars too, but I feel like Rebels definitely tackled it more because it was much more enclosed. And you could see the Jedi's personal journey. Is they explain a lot more of how the Force works mm-hmm. in mysterious ways.
2: Oh yes. And, and this
1: was just a perfect example of yeah. that. Yeah. right off the bat. A lot
2: of a lot, and you know, small spoiler. A lot of my epi- my episodes that I picked do have to do with a lot of the yeah. exploration of the Force in this show because sure. I find that they do it in a really tactful way. Yeah. Um, that, that's Dave Filoni. The only Dave the Floney. only part of the <laughs> summary that I didn't include is that. Uh, at the end of this episode, Ezra actually gets his kyber crystal from inside the Lothal Temple. Right, oh, yes. And that right, is yes. how he builds his first lightsaber. His first lightsaber.
1: What do you think of his first lightsaber? Oh, I love it. It's like the, it's the gun, right?
2: It's, yeah. a, it's got a, a... Like a blaster or something on the front. A gun on it, uh, just a, um, like what? a pulse.
1: Well, see, that's just it. Like, we were talking about before, you know, like, with them, like, getting into, like, the first show and everything like that, my whole thought was, like, okay, here's this kid who's going to be the star of the show, and his weapon is what? An electric slingshot. slingshot? Yeah. Like, it's a, oh, it's a pulse slingshot or yeah. something. Like, it's something mm-hmm. spacey sounding, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: I think right. I might have told you both this, but, like, when I was in Disney World, mm-hmm. so not, not even Galaxy's Edge, but just when I was in Disney World, which was also this year, which, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> how, how much of my money I've given to Disney this year but they uh, in the one like Star Wars store they had they actually had his original lightsaber that you could get no way yeah it was I mean it was like yeah yeah, it was a cheap plasticky one yeah I
1: mean that's still kind of cool
0: yeah I mean it was neat like I I genuinely nearly got it to give to one of you two as just like a little gift
1: I'd be down for that (laughs) yeah oh man Uh, if anything I would like to get a pair of like Hondo goggles yeah or something you know uh, all right, back to the list, gang. Uh, my number four, uh, I picked specifically because I just—it's just, it's just uh, a fun fact for me. And it was one of those things that, like, it, it kind of like jumped out, and I was like, "Finally, we have an answer." It's uh, season two, episode seven, so it's right after my first pick. Uh, "Wings of the Master." Can anyone guess what this one's about?
0: Wings of the
2: Master. I don't remember.
1: Uh, there is a quarry, or no? Uh, there is. Oh, I know, I Mari, know what it is. Yeah. Uh, by the name of Quarry,
2: uh-huh.
1: and uh, he is the maker of the Blade Wing, also yes. known as the Bee Wing. So this is the origin uh-huh. story of the <laughs> Bee Wing.
0: Your favorite ship,
1: right? Which we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah, but. I finally got the origin behind the B wing. Now this whole episode was great because it was just like it sets up that whole deal of like okay they're trying to run blockades to get you know the you know the relief to these you know these people who are on these uh, you know imp- oppressed worlds or whatever. The ghosts can make it through, but all the other blockade runners cannot. And so they need something fast. They need something swift that can go in and just run the blockade and just kind of open up a path for these other ships to get through. And so they the 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 of the uh, the ghost crew. Here's of this Moncala uh, by the name of Quarry. Uh, who's making this ship Who's it's supposed to be one of the best blockade runners out there and he quite literally just patches this thing together on this like weird planet I forget uh-huh. the name of the planet but it was like a, it was like a rust red you know version of what we know now of the B-Wing mm-hmm. and it was only good for one shot that's the thing I remember because right. they showed off the one thing you never get to see because you never really get to see it fly in the first place Yeah, but one of the things it's known for is it has like a tri like it has a tri-laser yes. so it has it, it can actually activate all three lasers lasers into a single beam and use that as like their ion cannon or something along those lines uh-huh. which is just insane and like I said it's just the fact that like we talked about the B-Wing and especially from I think Alphabet Squadron and how it works and everything like that like yeah. seeing it just being made and seeing Hera take it out for its first run
0: oh I was like <laughs> this show
1: is the best you yeah. know I got all excited about it so that's it for me yeah uh, fair enough of, four, yeah
0: I mean one of the the B-wing's cool the things about um, like Quarry, the name Quarry, yes. is that it's a reference to Ralph McQuarrie. Oh, really? Yes, oh, yes. the <laughs> the famous concept artist behind the original trilogy. Well, that's fun. Yes, um, and actually, I mean Zeb is Garrett Zeb is a an homage to the those concept drawings as well.
1: Right, because he was the original, the original take on original. Uh, Chewie. Yes, box or something, <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh, oh, never no, mind. Go ahead. And well, and actually, Rebels. By and large, is largely influenced by McCory's style. Like it changes slightly from that of Clone Wars
1: to like to, more brushed yeah. futuristic. Yeah, and it's,
0: mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a little bit and like if you notice, like the lightsabers kind of have are very like rapier like more dimmer. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Well, yeah, uh, it's just it. I mean, we've talked about this before, and like that was one of the things that I was like, I wasn't about it first, uh-huh. but I mean, it, it totally worked for the show as it is. You know and like that's just it like you see the you know the blades from the first uh with like from a new hope and mm-hmm. they are like paper thin yeah mm-hmm. but i mean that's just that's just how it is yeah. so it works out
0: <laughs> yeah but so we just kind of get to see see some of his concept art kind of brought more to realization in rebels which is a cool thing yeah, that is cool uh and we are now currently joined by another special guest callie roman
2: callie the dog
1: anyways i'm not
0: gonna make a part yeah so, for my next choice, yes, sir. I have chosen uh, from season one, episodes one and two Ooh. Spark of Rebellion.
1: Ooh, Good so the opener. Yes, yeah. I the lay it the out, pilot
0: uh, episodes. Uh, I mean, so the big reason, and I, I've kind of addressed this incidentally at other points on the show in the past, but mm-hmm. what I really love about the pilot episodes is that it kind of paints this very uh, Firefly esque. Picture Of what the show is going to be like
1: They're very gruff people Yes yeah, so
0: we get these like genuinely like You know you're not 100% certain When you first encounter Like Kanan for example And, and certainly Ezra as we've already talked about mm-hmm. You know it's, Ezra's just a street urchin And Kanan's kind of this Gruff hard to get along with kind of guy and gunslinger.
1: Yeah. yeah cowboy yeah
0: And Zeb is much in the same mold And, and Chopper is kind of an ass <laughs> Yeah
1: Um, It's the best description of Chopper ever.
0: (laughs) Well, he, so I don't know if you guys, I mean, this, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like Dave Filoni says, like, R2D2 is like a dog. He's just super loyal, super faithful. Like, he'll do anything to help his master. And Chopper is a cat. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's perfect. Secretly plotting
0: to kill his owners. He really does, like,
1: he does complain a lot in binary. (laughs) So it's just funny.
0: Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we get this kind of just very, I mean, you called him a cow, you called Kanan a cowboy, and, yeah. like, we get this very kind of space-western feel, which...
2: Absolute ragtag group. Yeah, sure. to,
0: yeah, and, and you're like, I don't understand at all why these people want to be together, like, want to work together, um, and I just, I I love, like, it's a... It's a pilot to a kids' show that I actually like. And I feel like that's even more of a rare feat.
2: That's really impressive.
1: Well, so, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, honestly, but, like, so with the Clone Wars, like, the first three episodes was the movie,
2: right, Right.
1: of their first Mm -hmm. season. Was it the same way with the Rebels? Because I know Rebels had a movie come
0: out. The first two
2: episodes were edited to be a movie from Mm here.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I
2: believe on the dvd they're separated into two episodes mm, but mm-hmm. if you were watching when well, you know watching it live as it aired it was it that was, was one my, hour I mean,
1: special this was pretty like, much
2: for all of the premieres the episode premieres are most i think all of them are two episode yeah. right yeah i think yeah. and they were all like that
1: mm-hmm. let's well, just say like i think like when i originally got the movie like what it was just the two episodes whatever and yeah. had the shorts in between yeah i was still renting it from like freaking family video yeah. you know <laughs> Because I was like, I I could get to the season, and that was the only way I could find it at the time, so. That's cool. All right. I like that. It's a good choice, man. Well, thank you. It's a perfect way to start off a good show, too. Yeah. And just a good introduction to everybody. Exactly,
0: yeah. I mean, it's like, the stakes are fairly low. It's not, you know, it it doesn't certainly go to the the level and the heights that, uh, you know, literally all of the rest of my episodes are like, (laughs) holy smokes, how did they do that? Yes. (laughs) Like. Um,
2: they went from this to that, yeah. yeah,
0: right. But you know, but I just I love that. I mean, I am a an a valid uh, brown coat for life. <laughs> um, so it was just cool to see like that kind of be born out in the Star Wars universe. I'm down for it, man. And that's what I can't wait for, like with the Mandalorian, <laughs> to get back into that space western feel. We're getting mm-hmm. there, man.
2: Steph, all right. <clears throat> number four. My number four is going to be from season three. It's mm. episode. 14 Trials of the Darksaber.
1: Ooh. Nice. That's a good one. That's so a good
2: pick. So this episode... Uh, stars Sabine, the Mandalorian, that we haven't brought up yet. Yeah, she's
0: literally like the one character from the crew now that, like, the, of the ghost crew that we haven't talked about. I <laughs> right. guess, yeah,
1: I was just saying, we haven't talked about Hera, but I did bring up Hera.
2: Yeah. Hera's been mentioned, but. Yeah, at not, least mentioned. Not discussed yet. Either way, I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. So, Sabine is a Mandalorian, and so in the prior episode, actually, is where she acquires this weapon called the Darksaber, which is like a ritualistic lightsaber, but not really, that was created by the Mandalorians, and then the person who was Mandalore would hold this weapon in order to unite the clans, because as everybody knows, the whole uh, culture of Mandalorians revolves around a lot of infighting, and and basically a constant uh, struggle for uh, dominance.
1: That's where they need one Mandalore to That's hold why the title
2: of Mandalore um, not to be confused with the planet, uh, the Mandalore is the person who uh, succeeds in uniting them, even if only temporarily. Exactly. So this episode is about um, Kanan training Sabine and how to use the dark saber. And it's so instead of a normal lightsaber, it actually has like a curved blade. A and bit, yeah. it's like a white and black blade. And it kind of has like a flame effect. So it kind of like
1: it's almost flickers yeah
2: yeah. so it's not a solid color um so she's struggling because well she is a a quote-unquote weapons expert and so she's confident in her martial skills but she's not really known for hand-to-hand and sword fighting combat so kanan has to train her not only on how like the forms of jedi because it's not like she's ever studied that she's not force sensitive right um but then i guess the other half of the episode is kind of dealing with sabine's kind of conflicted feelings because she's been away from her family she's been away from mandalore she kind of gave up that in order to pursue other things like right where she is now which Mm -hmm. is fighting for the you know the rebellion, the the fledgling rebellion. Right. So um, the episode is kind of kind of uh, another nod to um, yeah, Kanan might suck as a teacher, <laughs> which is one of the threads that I just find funny. I did. I mean, I... and then also sabine kind of coming to terms with like okay you know if i do this then that means we have to go and go back to mandalore so that kind of sets up more of her character art going forward so there's that's one why i really like this episode
1: there's one thing that dave filoni does not go short on it's mandalore yeah like the history of it oh yeah. yes so i mean like when it came to that episode i remember like the the writing of it was really well done mm-hmm. um and like let alone just the training itself like the stakes that they put themselves through because uh, it's like it's like you said it's you know it's that constant back and forth because they're both struggling in their own way yeah but when they both find that center balance towards the end you know towards the end it's it works and it's right. not it's not like it's not shoehorned in whatsoever you actually right. feel like they really right and develop. by the end
2: it's not like she's like oh i'm i you know i'm the best it's like, just you know, good. it's like hey i'm good enough <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I agree yeah. with that. It's a good choice. I, I absolutely and like I think one of the interesting things is like this is kind of our. I mean, it's one of the first times that we really kind of have that veneer peeled back, like on Mandalore and on Sabine, a little bit. Yeah. And like we kind of find out while well, she, like she, well, we find out in an earlier episode that she was at the uh, Imperial Academy for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we kind of learned, oh, well, it really wasn't even like her choice. Like she kind of was made to go there by other powers that be on Mandalore. Right. And, you know, it kind of really adds a lot of depth to her character. That yes. she's not just... You know, I think in some ways she has this kind of Jin Erso persona where she's just like, I'm a rebel, I rebel. Yeah. But then
1: you find out there's more there's a lot
0: more going on <laughs> right. beneath the surface which right. i
1: appreciate that that really steps up her character and like it made me like her a whole lot more mm-hmm. and like like i said this it all everything we're talking about it always goes back to what you think of other characters when you first saw them in the first season versus where they End ended up and yeah and it's 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 amazing yeah so uh sorry right. that's a good choice man uh, for number 3 for me i picked uh season 2 episodes 21 and 22 twilight of the
0: apprentice this is my number 3 as well what yeah oh <laughs> this
2: man this is also on my list oh,
1: okay well so all right first of all uh the um the 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 like the three word note that i made on my little list was mall, malacore and mayhem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that doesn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like
1: it was just kind of to give myself like everything that goes on in this freaking episode, well both of these episodes. So, uh I, at this point and this is this is us putting out the warning right now for spoilers yeah, and everything. Is, yeah. If you don't want to hear anything past this, Please.
2: we've been pretty tame up till now yeah. but it's only going to get and i mean that's this more. is what rebels is again
0: like okay. if you if you're not familiar with rebels and you're just like oh, i'll just listen to it it's like it goes from what we've talked about yeah. to holy crap this is what we're about <laughs> to talk about <laughs>
2: Things
1: yeah. just got real son so
0: once again final warning Spoiler if you don't want warning. spoilers thank
1: you thanks you're
0: for kidding. listening you can find us wherever apple podcasts <laughs> greedish uh, greedish first podcast that's us yes. yeah Give us a Video like. Shop first podcast on Facebook. <laughs> all uh, right. Reggie's House podcast. <laughs> com.
1: Here it comes. Are you guys ready? And three, two, one. So Malachor, Mall and Mayhem. I had that reversed. First of all, the fact that the, it's uh, Ahsoka... Yes. Uh, ...joins... Um, Ezra and Kanan mm-hmm. to go to Malachor. Uh, I forget the exact details why they had to go there. It was something about like they, they were looking for a Jedi or they were looking for a Jedi temple or something. I forget what the details are.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I believe Yoda
2: it's t- told Ezra to go to Malachor in order yes. to find the means to help destroy the Sith. There Precisely.
1: you go. All exactly. right. And so, uh, if, for anyone who doesn't know uh, what Malachor is, it is. I mean, well, why don't you explain it a little more? Because you're more of the legends esque uh, person on that part. Uh, sure I mean, it is a planet from legends let's start a yeah. planet out. from
2: legends they um, they reimagined it they gave it a new new background and storyline but uh, it kind
1: of resembled what had happened Malak-
2: the name Malachor comes from Malachor 5 from star wars knights of the old republic 1 and 2. yes uh, and it was like a major city in old republic it was it republic a uh yes. sith planet there was a sith academy there and it was also the site of the final battle between Revan and the Mandalorians in the uh, well, well, in the prologue to the first game. Right. So uh, what ended up happening was Revan ordered the use of a weapon of mass destruction called the Mass Shadow Generator. Ah. And it ended up wiping out like 75% of the uh republic fleet and like a hundred percent of the mandalorians that were there
1: yes, yes. I, I, almost every living thing on the planet the whole planet was kind of actually still
2: broken apart but then the weapon used gravity or something so like the cracks of the planet were actually held together and you're able to visit that planet in uh knights of the old republic too so, so I mean,
1: yes. just the scenery alone the setup for it and everything so once they actually entered like even, the
0: temple
2: even without that context just, yeah. like
0: It's It's just a cracked, dead planet when 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 you arrive.
2: The rebels arrive there. Like it's, (laughs) it's it's dead. I mean, there's it's dead. There's nothing there. The only thing they, I mean, they, uh, landmark wise that they encounter is a Sith temple. Right. And um, as they're approaching,
1: they're like, "Why are you here?" There's. (laughs)
2: <laughs> petrified bodies everywhere.
1: Well, to the yeah. point where like Ezra reaches down and realizes that they were Jedi and picks up a yeah. much familiar hilt yes. from uh, a, a, you know, a new fallen Jedi, I guess. I don't and really I can know. tell
2: you for context, this was right... That scene happened right after the first trailer showing Kylo Ren's lightsaber.
1: the for The Force yes. Awakens. Yes. Which was like, hey, everybody, it's canon now. It's, it's like, it, this is
2: happening, guys. <laughs> like, it's it's you're not.
0: Real. Yeah, you're not avoiding this. This is a real thing. Oh, man. You can't complain and make you it You want to talk away. about
2: dumb lightsabers? Let's show all the lightsabers in Star Wars Rebels because they're all dumb. You but was but dumb in God. the best way. All right, yeah. look.
1: Yeah, well, that's a whole nother list. I was going to say. <laughs> you want to yeah. talk about all the Inquisitor helicopters? I made so this yes. list before. Well, yeah, <laughs> so. uh, all right, so but uh, to get back at it, so they're walking towards the temple, and when they get into the temple, they actually stumble across a hermit, uh, yes. you know, with a hood and everything, and a walking stick, and he kind of guides them through there, and he's like, "I know much about the force and the dark side," and then all of a sudden later on, it's revealed that his name is Maul.
0: You can just call, call me. me- Maul.
1: And like that's when you see the shadow reveal his like his tattooed and his face. Yellow eyes. And it's like, Good God man, how can you like how are you not dead? He's
2: here. He's alive.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like I've been saved by thousands of fans, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so it just turns into this whole thing, like they bring Maul back into the fold, uh, and you know, all this stuff goes down. You learn more about the force like we were talking about before. And they get to the point where they open up the temple and who's there? Darth Vader <laughs> freaking Darth Vader
2: Darth Vader shows up is
1: there he shows up and him and Ahsoka start fighting Yes. as well as Kanan and Ezra are fighting Maul and Inquisitors or yes. I think it was Maul helping at first Maul well
0: Maul them helps them first yes.
2: yes Maul killed all three Inquisitors that yeah way. that's yeah. true he actually yeah. did
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah he was like forget you guys I'm the original guy. yeah
0: pretty much was, I'm trying to think of who all was there. I know that's the seventh sister. Yes. Which
2: is... Seventh sister, eighth brother, and ninth, ninth brother. Sis-
1: ninth sister? No. It was no.
0: two It was two men. Hmm. But I thought it was like the second brother or something. I don't Might know. Might have been. It's not really that important.
2: Either way. Yeah. But he
1: kills three of them.
0: Yes. And- yeah. And Malda is officially the one that kills all of them. But I, there was a seventh point... Seventh sister, for what it's worth, that's Sarah Michelle Geller What? Yeah.
1: No. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. Really? Really? That's
1: yeah. awesome. I mean, look, they got pretty, pretty Jr. I mean, why not? I mean, well, exactly. So
0: He's <laughs> like, hey. They got that could, Disney uh, money. Yeah, you <laughs> think you could uh, fit a little role in Do a in little bit for, part, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so to that end, uh, what the heck? Um, so at one point, Ezra and uh, Ahsoka end up in the temple while Kanan and Maul are on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's when Maul shows his true colors, like we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And goes after Kanan and hits him in the eyes.
2: Yep. Yes. Dude's per- blinds Kanan Kanan. Didn't have he blind Dude's permanently blind. And then dropped a Murdoch on his
1: face. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, he's blind, and like all of a sudden he's like, I can't see crap. And you know, I think Maul eventually finds his way out somehow. Mm-hmm. Kanan finds his way out somehow. And what
0: we also have going on in the midst of all of this is, um, the, well, so. Ezra has his holocron. Kanan's holocron. Yes. His and Kanan's. Holocron. Yes, they're, they share it. Go they share custody. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, you know, part of the reason why Maul is on Malachor is that he is searching for a Sith holocron. holocron. Yes. And they're able to get use in the, the temple. Right, alone. and they're able to use the Jedi holocron to unlock the Sith temple, where upon which Maul is able to acquire the Sith holocron. Yes. Uh, and the holocrons interact, and it sets up a whole bunch of stuff down the road, which we're going to talk about. Oh, sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it's literally just, eh, this episode has everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, another, to continue that even, so Maul is, Maul is. this is the start of his relationship with Ezra, and this right. also right. continues for well some into, time into the like series. Just, yeah, And so Maul, is, and this is kind of the, like, Testing point for Ezra is Mm -hmm. all young Jedi experience. Yeah, I guess we where they get tempted by the dark side.
0: He is the cave. Yeah,
2: yes, he's quite literally the cave. And so Maul is telling Ezra, "Here, put the holocron on this pedestal." But what Ezra doesn't know is that that's actually going to activate the weapon that petrified everybody. Right. So obviously he doesn't know that he is able to step back from it. it. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I also just like, the but fact it's just
2: a wonderful moment as well.
1: This yeah. like so this was this is a like this is a season two finale. These two episodes. Yes. Uh, when we go when we jump back and see them in season three, there's a point where like I'm not gonna give anything away, about this, but I just love the line that Ezra gives, where someone's like, "Where did you learn that?" And he goes, "Not from it, like not from Kanan. Yeah. It's like when did Kanan you? When did Canaan teach you that or whatever? He's like, he didn't teach you that. He yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh boy, because yeah.
2: the like the last shot. Well, there's like this great montage at the end, at the very end of the last episode. There, Mm -hmm. probably the last, I don't know, 15 seconds or so, and we see uh, Kanan like meditating and with his eyes gouged out, essentially. Um, Crucifix. We see we see Maul like walking out. We see the uh, roof of the temple like caving in on Ahsoka and Darth Vader, and then the last shot of the season. Is Ezra with the Sith holocron in his hand, and he's opening it. Yes,
1: yes. and it's just like, and boom. only
2: a Sith or somebody using the dark yes. side can, can
1: open, open a Sith, the Sith it's holocron. Like, we'll see you next year, everybody. And yeah. it's like, yes, see you kids next time.
0: Show. <laughs> just remember, this is a kids' show.
1: Oh my god!
0: Uh, there's one, even one more thing that we still haven't really Keep talked going. about. We yeah. still have the Vader Ahsoka fight.
2: Right. <laughs> oh my God. We're just like let's not gloss over that. Yeah. You know, look, like
1: honestly, just like just the chemistry between the two, because it's like it's it's the master and the apprentice it's coming their first at each other again. Yes. Since, since she left the Jedi, yeah. Yes. And like it's just it's so emotional for her when she. I don't like. First of all, she didn't realize that Annika was in there, right? Not,
0: well, she she's kind of starting to put this picture together. Throughout season two. Right. And then eventually she actually wounds him pretty well, like breaks she his, cuts mask. his mask open. And you see yeah. the eye. You can and, see him. and she sees the eye and she says, I wasn't willing to believe. But now, now I know Now I know.
1: And like it was a, there's a split second well first of all, like you can hear both voices. You can hear Darth Vader's voice and you and, can hear Anakin's yeah, voice like, and they're layered.
0: Matt Lanter or whoever it is that right. But has, like they do them from the Clone Wars. They
1: do the layering and everything, and then like there's a point where his eyes are red and like yellow, but they flicker back to blue for just
0: mm-hmm. a small moment. And does not even moment. like refer to her as Snips in that moment or something like that? Something along those lines
1: yeah. where it's like Snips and it's like Snips. I'll yeah. Snip your freaking head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes right after it. But God, you want to talk about freaking emotion. You want to talk about cliffhangers.
0: Yeah. Holy cow. And they still haven't fully paid that off
1: yet. Right. Oh, man. Oh, until we get to our next ones.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah. So, I mean, basically it it ends and it ends on this note where like we kind of, we see Vader getting away, but Anna, or Ahsoka is presumed to be trapped inside the temple as like this right. weapon is going off. Right
2: yeah, it's, just all kinds yeah of- it's interesting because yeah. they, they show Vader escaping it's also Vader's last appearance in the show in the show yes. which is painful they didn't bring him back for three and four because well they brought Thrawn yeah,
0: yeah I mean I think that's a sensible which choice I think is fine especially like with like the complete proliferation of Vader in so much like yeah. you know it's like I wasn't expecting him to be in Rogue One as much as he is and and so on and so forth oh well so <laughs>
1: alright so that's both of our th- so that's
0: both of our third ones we've done that one
1: yes that's
2: that's covered. well taken
1: care of, Stephanie. Your number three,
2: which is great because so my number three is season three, episode nineteen, which is called Twin Sun. Oh, <gasps> that's wow. my number two. So
0: even higher on mine. I was oh! gonna say. So
2: we're getting into the. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of overlap. Yeah. Three, no, two, it's one.
0: Fine. Yeah. But
2: so I think it's interesting because we just described the yes, beginning the, the of the Ezra and Mall. Yeah saga and uh, this, is the this, this is the episode end.
1: is the end of it so i mean grant you if you're paying attention that's 19 full episodes that yeah. like maul has to like manipulate this young boy yes right. so <laughs> what the hell uh but do we want to do we want to dive into it because yeah. like i said it's my number two so uh, three. So, two. Well, so
0: then <laughs> we'll just kick it over to me for my number two. Cool. <laughs> so,
1: Alright, let's do uh, it. So
0: yeah, let's talk about this one.
1: So what's uh like you said it's kind so, of So okay, of the
2: road. so what happens in this episode is so I can't remember exactly where it picks up. I think the beginning of the episode is kind of like I think inconsequential. Well,
0: honestly, like what I wrote in my notes from what I remember, and it has been a little yeah. while since I watched it, is like the actual like plot device that makes this all happen is pretty flimsy. Isn't it like
1: they, get, like they 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 follow the holocrons?
2: Ezra's yeah. listening to he's like asleep in his room and yeah. he wakes up and he hears the blue Jedi holocron cuz he still has both, mind you. Yeah, so Ezra still has both holocrons Jedi. at this point. And he like wakes up and he just hears the holocron and I believe it is Obi-Wan Kenobi's like voice Talking just to telling her. him something i don't even remember i don't think it's distinct at all actually but
1: he's hearing some more or less
2: and and so ezra um also hears the voice of maul at the same time yes and the last time actually maybe not the last time he saw maul but um one of the encounters at the beginning of this season was when ezra and maul opened both holocrons together at the same time The point of that... So this episode kind of takes a little construction here. Yeah, you need some background. So when they they opened the holocrons, they were both asking the same question. How do we defeat the Sith? The only clue that we got out of it, because opening both at the same time was immensely dangerous and was basically guaranteed to kill them both, just from like knowledge overload. But so what... The clue we get is "Twin Sons," which is the name of the episode "Twin Sons." We all know what "Twin Sons" means. Yes, and so, like I said, um, Ezra has this small thing on his mind, and he's like, "Okay, I need to go to Tatooine to figure out what what the end of the Sith is." So he goes there. He's um, informed, like, "Oh, hey, like we know." Kenobi is dead. Like I forget exactly who told him. Maybe, maybe it might have been Kanan
1: who was, like, who was like, as far I, yeah. as I know. Yeah. But they, they were
2: like, Bill um, or Gwana confirmed that Ben Kenobi is dead. Right, and,
0: and there is actually some backstory like, there as well because, okay. like, uh, the the A New Dawn, which is like the book tie-in to Rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, we learn that Obi Wan. I mean, it is mentioned in Revenge of the Sith, but like, it literally wasn't until I just watched it recently that I realized this that. Obi-Wan actually gives the distress signal, like, from the temple. Yeah. Um, that he, like, he's the one that says, you know, all surviving Jedi, stay, stay away. away. You cannot yeah. come back here. Yeah. Go into hiding.
1: That's a cute, it's a cute intro. <laughs> yeah. As well. Yeah. Like, that's how you. And,
0: yeah, you and we hand. actually, yeah, like, Kanan kind of plants this seed in Obi-Wan.
1: And it was his idea because just a few months later, that's.
0: That's what happened. That's
1: Order 66. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. Ta-da yeah so like that's kind of like the interaction that Kanan and Obi-Wan have in the past that's how they know each other okay Uh, but so I'm sorry
2: continue no no so either way uh as we're just kind of like we said kind of haphazardly is like hey I don't I know you guys are all advising me not to do this I know I have other important things to do but I'm I'm gonna do this I'm going to Tatooine because I think that what I can do there is going to help Mm -hmm. and so he goes to Tatooine uh Immediately gets his ship trashed by Tuscan Raiders, so he's stranded. <laughs> like it's completely gutted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he it. he um, has Chopper <laughs> with him. So him and Chopper just kind of just walking through the desert. He's uh, he's not in any settlement. He's, no, just, yeah, in the the right. he's just
0: in the desert. Just in the Junlin Wastes.
2: He's in oh. the wastes. So he's just walking and walking and walking and, again, yeah. and, and eventually collapses. Yeah, yeah, he
0: experiences some hallucinations. Yeah, he
2: and, sees them all. Yeah. Um, but there are just hallucinations at the time. Um, and then when he wakes up, it's nighttime. And there's a fire going. There's a fire and there's an old man sitting with him.
0: Yes.
1: Hello my young friend.
0: And a an neopie.
1: And EOP, yes, <laughs> Rue makes it back. Or for what we know, it's her son, but still. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they have a, a great little conversation. They just have
2: a nice little uh, fireside conversation, basically, yeah. as we're asking <laughs> o- <and if> Obi-Wan. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, why are you that. here? Why are you not helping us fight against the Empire? And you know, Obi-Wan is a little tight-lipped. He, he can't Cryptic really... as
1: always. Cryptic as always he can't really
2: lay out his plans you know he's like hey so it's so crazy you have what you need like i'm taking care of my business here you guys have everything you need to deal with the problem that you have Mm -hmm. and doesn't really say much else he's like thanks for coming ezra ezra warns him that maul is coming um and and he's like (laughs) oh i know i know he's here um You know, I I don't want this to lead to violence, but if 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 he's here for a fight, he's here for a fight. So, um...
1: It's one of the the best, shortest fights you've ever seen. Oh, it
2: lasts like two seconds. When you,
1: like, I think it's just one of those things, everyone was just so pumped for the rematch. Yes. And like, we've had rematches before in Clone Wars and everything like that, but this was like the penultimate, like, this is old man Kenobi. Like, we get to see him in action. We get to see him light his lightsaber yet again. And... I think someone put it out perfectly, the fact that they were just like, the way, like the whole reason that this fight happens the way it does is because Maul still's holding on to so much anger and so much rage and like he just wants to get at him, whereas Obi-Wan had time to grow and like become wiser and understand mm-hmm. that like... Right. You they've know, gone it, in very
0: different paths, basically.
1: Yes, they and they've both reached it and it's just like... It's just such a beautiful. It's a beautiful shot of them over the fire, mm. like you know, sparring with each other. And then when it happens, it happens so fast. It's like
2: three hits and it's and Maul is down. And
1: it's done. Yeah. And then when he collapses into his arms, he just says, "He's like, I forget the exact words. He's like, like the person you're guarding, is he the chosen one?'" Mm. Yeah. And he goes, "He is. Yes. Yes. Yep." And he's just like. <laughs> He's like, then he shall avenge us all or something like that. Maul says that. And it was
0: like,
2: jeez. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I guess one quick moment on that, and like we did kind of touch on this, but I don't know if we kind of spelled it out. It's like, you know, part of Maul's incentives in the show are like when he's reintroduced are actually, he's not necessarily looking for a Sith apprentice. He actually is also motivated to end the Sith. Yes. He wants to destroy Palpatine for all of the hurt that he's caused him over these years. Killed his brother, man. Yeah. Killed his brother. Uh, you know, severely wounded him again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and base and like broke him mentally as much as anything. Yeah. Um, by just kind of completely demeaning him during the Clone Wars, uh, which is a fantastic series of episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm talking about that little. Yeah, the
1: arc. Yeah, yeah okay, that arc. I got you. But
0: um, uh, but also, so a couple of other things. Uh, part of why, like, you know, I view this as my favorite. So, you know, a couple of weeks back we had Brian on here mm-hmm. and we talked about cinematography and we talked about uh, Kurosawa. Yes. So, like, Ooh. the uh, fight yeah. is literally <laughs> ripped from one of Kurosawa's films. Well, it's I don't just, know if it's The Hidden Fortress or...
1: But it's the, I mean, it's that straight up, like, if you're, if you're making a samurai flick, it's one of those things where you see in, like, every fight where it's like that that long shot where they're just holding the blade out like, they hit They're just like drawing their sword. And they just uh-huh. like the one person collapses and it's like, yeah. that's, that's perfect. Yeah. It's but true so, though.
0: But like, I just think it's, I mean, it's tr- genuinely one of the most visually stunning episodes. Like just that yes. whole sequence, as soon as we get into that, like it's right. just, I mean, you're like, what am I even watching? Like, I'm watching a show for children. It's like,
2: this doesn't feel like the same show. <laughs> like know. the first yes. ten minutes don't feel anything like the last half of the episode. Yeah, like it's completely It's, it's very it's completely stark, different. but yeah. not not obviously in a negative way. Like it's it's amazing and it's incredible and it's so such a quiet moment. And yes. y- you would think that it was gonna be like. Really hype, like oh, when's Duel of the Fates gonna kick in? <laughs> right, yeah. and no, like it's, its chops it's rocks
1: in
0: half. Everything
2: yeah. from when, yeah, it's it's gonna, gonna be like, like the, Ezra the, wakes up to the Yoda
0: Dooku battle from Attack of the, the Clones episode. or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um,
2: <laughs> it's mostly quiet, yeah. it's
0: beautiful. and it's certain and it lays the groundwork. Also, I mean, I mean, obviously, it doesn't quite work this way, but it sets the stage so well, I think, for uh, Obi Wan and Vader's battle because it's in that's episode how you see four. it happen. So. yeah and and like you kind of understand that like oh like you know obi-wan is this incredibly cautious like at peace centered old man at Mm -hmm. this point where you know and like he understands that he probably can't win a physical fight he has to be clever and i mean obviously it doesn't really work but he also kind of gets what he wants and what happens is almost better yes for everybody involved it
1: works out for all parties you know Revolved yeah. around it. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. But honestly, it's good choice. Uh, you're number three. My number two. Yep. What's your number two, bro?
0: So, my <laughs> number two. Let me make sure I get the episode correct. <laughs> now, we're going to get even heavier. Oh, God. Season four, episode 10, Grrr. Jedi Knight. Mm. And that's Knight, N-I-G-H-T.
2: N-I-G-H-T. Grrr. Yes. So, that's, that's my... good. I didn't pick that episode. I picked the follow-up episode okay. for my number two.
0: Oh, the uh, ooh, it's okay. called ooh. Doom. Yes. yes.
2: So we'll just ooh. we'll. I feel I was going to when we got to my number two, basically say this is this is really a two-part two-parter, uh-huh. but I I we're wanted not, to focus yeah. on the second half of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of so and that's con- fair. That's, well, continue.
0: And I guess I mean we're like actually kind of getting to the end of the list then, because I'm yeah. assuming that's your number it's one. It's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear my <laughs>
1: notes around it? It's yeah. like simple words. Uh, Kanan R. I. P. Uh, Hera confesses love. Price, bad girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> it's true though. I covered the whole episode in less that than is, ten words. That's a
0: good summary. <laughs> All
1: yeah. right. So
0: it's, well, and so now I'm. I think I'm even just going to kind of re- read the few words that I wrote about it, and please. then we'll we'll dive into it more.
1: Yeah, let's do
0: it. Uh, in so many ways, much like what I was literally just talking about with twin sons. This is it's just like pure art, yeah. You know, it's like I mean, there's not necessarily a ton of dialogue in the entire episode. Uh, I mean, one thing they they actually do in Rebels a lot is it's kind of subdued musically. Yeah. I would say like it's you know it's not like these grandiose John Williams in thing. the movies exactly it's
1: not set apart that way. But I mean, the music that they do have it's a, it's their own score. Like mm-hmm. it's their own take on it. Yeah. And it works for it.
0: Yeah. I believe by uh, I've mentioned him before. I think Michael Giacchino did it. And yes, you have. Mentioned he's him kind of like the heir apparent to doing the John Williams. Type.
1: He was doing uh, solo, right?
0: I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways. But I just I, I say it. It starts like so many episodes. The heroes have a plan, which eventually requires improvising. But then suddenly and unrepentantly, the story changes and it changes the show forever. Is what I. Oh, wrote.
1: it's so true <laughs> though. Yeah. All right. So I mean, just just based on the fact that like there's a lot going into this and, like, we've known so much about, uh, you know, where these... We've grown with these characters and, uh, you know, we know the relationship between Hera and Kanan was always, like, I don't even know. It, not stressed, mm-hmm. but, like, it was subdued. Yes. Like, it was there, but they never really talked about it. You right. know what right. I mean?
2: They didn't kiss until the fourth season that's yeah. just on just Until this freaking yeah.
1: episode. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, it took... Hera... But being you knew they tor- were together the yes. Time. right Yes. It took Hera being tortured and electrocuted and everything by Price. Yes. And like, you know, given truth serum or whatever mm-hmm. that like whenever Kanan rescued her, she's like, no, listen, I gotta tell you this. Yeah, and like, like
2: stop. Like yeah. co-
1: finally confronts like, you know, confronts them and like confesses her love and then they share a kiss and then they're getting away and all of a sudden Price is like, blow it up! And like goes for the freaking gas pumps and... Yeah that's the, one of the most beautiful moments of the show mm. because it's just you didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of these things we always talk about with like I mean, especially with like Marvel movies and other movies in general where like the hero always comes out on top, right? Mm-hmm. right. You just never expect anything bad to happen to him. Right.
0: 100%
2: yeah. unexpected. I mean, if if, if Darth sudden. Maul can
0: wear that much plot armor, <laughs> then the the hero and the main character in this show should, you know, be afforded the same. <laughs>
1: right. Can you all right am I the only one who was really hoping that like when Ezra had his little trot in the last 3 se- like three episodes in that the, he like, was going to change something
2: dimension. well he wanted to yes. They, yes. they approached yes. that as a as a yeah. plot beat oh, well oh, and God. that's i
0: mean i mean all of that is i mean a source of rampant speculation right. for people online about Events that could Dude, could how not far happen back could in... you go
2: and change uh-huh. history? That's
1: what I'm saying. Like you, if, when you, all right. Well, that's a whole that's,
2: episode. That's this. Oh. All right. What
1: I'm getting at with this episode is it's it is relatively contained for the most part too. Like it's all takes place in just the you know the outskirts of Lothal. Mm-hmm. Like what they're trying to actually liberate this whole planet through mm-hmm. this yeah. entire season.
2: Yeah, it was just one one attack <laughs> on. Uh, one yeah, and that's, like, on one yeah.
0: I mean, and that's what feels so insane about it. And, uh, I mean, I think this is, you know, something that I really appreciate so much about rebels is like, yes, it becomes this very big, you know, global, like, you know, galaxy spanning story, but it's also like when anything important happens, like it is on Lothal.
1: Yes. So. Oh yeah. It is exactly right. It's all revolved around it. And I mean, it works for that sense. Because, I mean, the Ghost crew in general were just a Rebel cell. They weren't Mm. necessarily the Rebels. Right. So, I mean, you can kind of just base it off of that. You know, like, you figure almost every planet in the entire galaxy has their own version of the Rebels. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Um, they they are but one.
1: (laughs) But I um... like this one because, like, I mean, I... The first time I was ever introduced to Governor Price was in the Thrawn novel. Right. And, like, like we've talked about it before. Governor Price was like, oh, man, you kind of feel bad for her. And then, like, you're like, F-Price. Like, forget her, man. Like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with her. And, like, she's just showing her through, true colors to this entire season. Yeah.
0: Well, up until this point. Yeah. Well, that's something that I actually really appreciate. That Like, I didn't do this on purpose necessarily, but I did read... Like the first Thrawn book before I had read Rebels, right? Or before I had watched Rebels at yeah, all. It gets you kind of yeah, and like there was like this genuine moment of shock and surprise where like I realized, oh, wait, like governor- Price, like Price's friends are r- rebels. Yeah. And she rats them out. And then it's like, oh, like the she's governor. bad. She's, yeah. She's the bad person. And, and like, then- and then Governor Azadi is in this. He is part of that rebel cell which is and, crazy like yeah. i
1: never realized that either when i was like wait a minute why does azadi sound familiar yeah and, and that's exactly right and <laughs> you go back and it's like oh they were all put out there you yeah. know and so it's just like oh my god yeah so it's a great in- inclusion in that way and kind of mm-hmm. jump back into it and everything but i really just like this like this showed her for being like if you know the plot of the Thrawn book and how it ends, you can kind of see like where she gets that kind of monstrative feel. Like she just does not care as long as she comes out on top. And that's exactly what she was trying to do when she was taking out the rebels. She was trying to take them out, but they were standing on top of like a fuel depot for the, what is it? Like the shadow wing project or whatever it was called. The, the, um, The TIE Fighters. The TIE tie, Defender. The TIE Defender Project. Yeah. But that's just it. And it was like, and you also said it yourself. It's like, I know everything takes place on Lothal and it doesn't seem like the stakes are that great. But the fact is, she ruined this. And thus, she ruined production for the entire line. Yeah. And thus.
0: (laughs) And that's why we never see them in the original Yeah. And that's
1: why it's all for, I mean, it's all for a good cause after the fact right and it's just like oh my god but yeah there's the 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 cinematography is beautiful the interaction with the characters is beautiful and leaning into you know what you were saying steph about the follow-up episode for doom
2: right i picked
1: i mean i think everyone basically said that that was an episode that everyone needed because it's just you have to cope you need your therapy episode (laughs) yes yeah so that's
2: why that's why i picked doom which is season four, episode eleven, the direct follow-up to Jedi Knight. I picked that one because while like like because like as we've already discussed, the first episode is pretty routine up until the last moments of that episode. It's ridiculous. So, it, I mean it was just It's sad. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God. And <laughs> like the way the follow up episode starts is them getting back, does the rebels getting back to their base? Zeb's running up to them. Like, Ezra hey. gets off the ship, and and Zeb's like, "What's wrong?" Yeah, and Ezra's yeah, like, "Canaan's gone." Uh, and Zeb yeah. doesn't understand.
0: Right, exactly, because there's this. He's like, "What do you mean gone? gone?" means captured. He, it, was it means, he captured? Yeah, yeah. It means he had to. He could like he had to leave the atmosphere and can't get back on planet now didn't, or something like, like he that. He
1: just didn't want to believe it. Yeah, you know that and just shows how close they were. Right, you know it's sad talking about it now. Yeah,
2: man. and so. Um, there, there's a few, you know, they kind of all the characters break off in this episode to kind of have their cope own. and deal with the grief in their own way. Yeah. So like Hera actually goes back to the, um, I think it's where the mining guild was, because I, I just watched this, so I should remember this better. <laughs> but it's, it's, she goes back to the site where Kanan had cut off his hair and left his mask and his holocron was there. Yes. All mm-hmm. in this like cave on Lothal. Yeah. So she goes and visits there. She has her uh, family relic, the Calicori, which is also brought up in earlier episodes. Basically, just like a lineage a- of a Twi- Twi'lek family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she adds a piece of the Holocron to it in honor of Kanan, and it basically is just saying to. And her whole story is basically just saying, like, why did I tell him I loved him sooner? <laughs> like, yeah, which yes. is so sad. That that was her her biggest aspect of grieving was just like, why didn't we say this sooner? Um, Just
1: flirting with the whole idea.
2: And then the, like the, for Sabine, Sabine and Zeb go off and they're angry. Yeah. And (laughs) they they want to get revenge. They want to do something to hurt the empire. So the empire is throwing a parade Because they're celebrating for no reason, which they're even laughing about in the show. They're like, there's no reason for them to be celebrating. Um, Well, yeah, Price
0: is just like trying to cover it up. Price is just covering
2: it up. But so when Sabine and Zeb are actually out and about and they have a couple of hijinks and stuff that they're actually the ones that discover like oh well Kanan actually blew up that fuel pump it's far which
0: worse than destroyed
2: yeah. the production on those ties yeah so like we actually learned that in this episode and they go mm-hmm. back with that information like hey K- Kanan's sacrifice wasn't in vain like he actually
1: knew what he was doing like, well maybe you know oh I don't think he, knew he absolutely he doing, but...
2: <laughs> knew what he was doing he's got the force
1: <laughs> he just killed somebody and
2: then um Ezra's story is most certainly the most interesting, right. just because Ezra sees <laughs> visions of force-sensitive wolves called Loth wolves. Yes. yes, and they they play a big part in all of the last season. Like they, they are recurring. They're
1: pretty cool. I There's like There's a the trio of them. Yeah, and the one... but
2: the um the white one leads Ezra out into like the desert or something, somewhere secluded. And so Ezra like falls asleep, and when he wakes up, uh, he's woken up by like this wolf that's about three times the size of the other ones, and can actually speak. And he introduces himself as Doom D U M E, which is the uh, birth name of Canaan. Yes, right. Kanan Caleb. Doom. Yes, his name. His birth name was Caleb, Caleb. Doom. Doom. Yes. So, and then when you look at the wolf, it actually has. The symbol from Kanan's shoulder pad is on the forehead of the wolf, so obviously you can tell. It's
1: like his spirit.
2: There's there's a deep connection between this wolf. It's pretty much Kanan's will still, you know, manifesting as as a creature. Yes. Nice. Um. The wolf doesn't really say much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can talk. I mean, but it just says "do." Yeah,
0: I. I. He like- basically
2: just says his name. And um, I like the
0: loath wolves, but they were a little complex like I loved um, them. I loved yeah. the wolves. There's something like just very deep but about there there's their, something
2: they, absolutely un, uh, completely ununderstandable about them. yeah um, And so goes the force And exactly right. I think <sighs> that's why that's why I appreciate them so much because they're kind of like, you know a representation of what Ahsoka later calls the cosmic force. Yes. Yeah. So, and we can obviously see um, how they tie into that because basically this episode, or at least Ezra's arc in this episode, concludes with the uh, the uh, wolf named Doom gives him the tablet from the Lothal Jedi temple mm-hmm. explains that how
1: to work it. that
2: allows him to later open the portals to this like force dimension that we see in the, like the last ep-
1: couple of episodes. penultimate yeah. episode yeah. maybe. Yeah. Ah. So,
2: um, it gives him the key in order to open that. And so I just, I just <laughs> loved that as, as story, you it's know, all yeah. good
0: man. No, absolutely. And so. it's, and the one thing that they you didn't even mention is that this is an episode with Rook in it.
2: Rook oh is in my it, yeah. God. yeah. Um, right,
0: and and Sabine and Zeb successfully capture him at one point. Yeah, um, and they like they tag him and then send him back to Lothal City. Like, oh, we're not done here. And oh yeah, it just like and that just ramps it up for like that final showdown, final confrontation between mm-hmm. the heroes and Thrawn and and Price and everybody. Oh okay. yeah, and it's just. So cool. <laughs> so that, so, well, so do you have one more, stuff?
2: So my, my number one was, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice season oh, okay. two episodes yeah. twenty one and twenty two. Okay, that right. was my number one. Well, Fair you enough. know
1: what? Yeah, we already
2: and we covered that <laughs> so, yeah. in detail already. We, we
0: very much like all kind of stepped on everybody's toes. We did not get fifteen distinct things, but that's okay.
1: Well, I mean, I think it was still a pretty good list, regardless. Yeah. You want to kind of go over your honorable mentions? Like for me, uh. Uh, Right off the bat, I had the honorable ones, which was. uh, That was on my own. (laughs) So was mine. They they crash. Like, my note was: Callus and Zeb crash, bro moment. Which it totally was. Yeah. Like they got to see like you know the different aspects right. from each side. And this sets
2: up uh, calluses, and we didn't even mention calluses on all of my honorable mentions. Yeah, well, he was
1: a great character because he yeah. was a he great was
2: character. Of, he was
1: one of the better, like kind of short
2: shafted at yeah. times. Like he would get like one episode a season, but they were all really good episodes. When he
1: turned into Fulcrum towards the yes. end, that's when it made it like, right. Better. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I put a world between worlds. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: Which is this is the about the door.
1: Exactly. That's <laughs> the
2: gate or portal episode. Yeah.
1: As I say, for the fun parts, uh, there's the Antilles instruction Yep. Uh, which it's is on my list. Like Wedge's first appearance. Yeah.
0: Just because of Wedge, of course. And, and that's also where we learn that Sabine was in the Imperial Academy for right. like yeah. the first time.
1: Uh, the last battle. Which uh, had uh, Rex versus the battle droids, like it was a big moment for him. Yeah, the official, unofficial end yeah. to the Clone Wars when
0: he when he bests uh, Admiral Kalani. <laughs> the droid
1: I see logic in this or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Lost Commandos or the Commanders—that's the one you had—and yep. uh, just to finish out with Idiots Array, uh, Lando Calrissian's yeah. cameo. Yeah, yep Le- Leia makes a cameo as well. Yes, uh, in one of her own episodes. But I really liked Lando because. Freaking Billy D. Williams came back to do the voice, man. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, that was like the best part of it. Yeah. Um, so that was me. Yeah. So mine, uh well, we already mentioned Until he's an extraction. hmm Um I also have Zero Hour, which is the season Solid three choice. finale. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Episodes.
0: Wait. And that's where Thrawn overruns Adlon.
1: Yeah, and he comes for he comes in contact with the Bendu. With the
0: Bendu, Bendu. yeah. And uh
2: I know we didn't even talk about Bendu. we? Didn't talk about Thrawn.
1: We
0: barely talked (laughs) about Thrawn. (laughs) I mean, if you've stuck through this all and listened to all of our spoilerific conversation, and are but have not also watched Rebels, like Thrawn is incredible, and he's so great in the show. And he he didn't really—he's not a big player in any of our top episodes.
1: But that's (laughs) even more credit to the character. Like, if you're if you're going for like you know the big bucks and pushing in Thrawn. And you realize that, like we're talking about, like he's not even in any of our favorite episodes. It's not to shortchange him. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that there's just so much else going on in this show that's just great. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, what about you guys? What else? Uh, yeah.
0: So just last two, I do have uh, the first couple episodes of step or of season three, which are the steps into shadow. Yes. Episodes, and finally uh, family reunion and farewell, which is the last episode. Last
1: episode. Yeah. That was a good episode ian mcdermott in
2: there yep so i have a lot of overlap as well um i had uh steps into shadow part one and two as well that's season three episode one and two uh season three episode 16 through imperial eyes is actually the episode where uh callus as fulcrum actually is B- yeah. allows himself to be captured by the rebels and switches up. oh no, no 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 it's not i'm sorry it's not
1: is that it's where he gets where caught?
2: He, it's the he, one where he um, sets up the other Imperial officer uh-huh. for right. snooping on Thrawn. It yes. was so cleverly it done. It was a very well done episode. Yeah. Very, very... Um,
1: but it also just, that was one of the like best moments you got to see of like, how Thron works as a right. character and
2: you and right at the end of the episode even Thron's like oh I know it's callous but we just can't make a move on him yet yeah so it's ridiculous that, that's that's also a testament to Thron but <sighs> obviously price and everybody else gets fooled because oh yeah they're a lot more gullible
1: So that's the other thing too like within the seasons the uh, villain work got that much better. Yeah. Like, they realized that you didn't need a, you know, someone with a lightsaber to be a villain. Mm -hmm. And, like, they just made it out of the Imperial ranks, and it worked.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it actually got stronger when they moved, like, definitely when they moved away from the Inquisitors. Yeah. Um, I mean, and obviously, like, the Vader stuff in Season 2 was cool, but Mm -hmm. it was just, I think it was the best when it was Thrawn as the big overarching bad.
1: Exactly. And he was able to work it out for two seasons and, like, not make it unbelievable either. Yeah, So.
2: Um... I also had Season 2, Episode 16, which is the honorable ones. That's the one mm-hmm. I had, yeah. And then the only other honorable mention that is actually a new one, Season 2, Episode 17, Shroud of Darkness. Hmm. And that is Kanan and Ezra's second visit to the Jedi Temple in Lothal. Oh. Um, Ahsoka comes with them this time. And let's see. This is the episode where Kanan is promoted to a Jedi Knight.
1: Ah, he gets the rank. He
2: fights uh, Temple Guard, which is revealed to be the Grand, the Grand Inquisitor, Inquisitor, the former yeah. Grand Inquisitor. Um, Ahsoka speaks with the shadow of Anakin slash Vader. And that's kind of the where turning point where she's like, okay, like I can't yeah run cannot, away from can't this ignore like, this any longer i know this to be true mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is also the episode we mentioned earlier where ezra speaks with yoda and Yoda is the one who tells him to go to malachor
1: yeah nice honestly i think that was a good choice all the way around yeah um and this has been probably one of our longer episodes but it's, with good with good reason yeah. i think we had a lot to cover today and you know what I still feel like we have more to freaking talk about. Oh, for sure. Which kills me. So we're going to have to come back to this in another way somehow.
0: Whenever they do the next... Animated series, and we're going to find out that it's Thrawn and Ezra teaming up on the Outer Rim. <laughs>
1: it's like hey, a special guest, uh, Eli. is just showing up yeah, out of nowhere. Thrawn,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you. Uh,
1: so, what did you guys think? Uh, are you are you big Rebels fans? Is there any episodes that we didn't bring up? Is yeah. there any ones that you know you kind of disagreed with or agreed with? Uh, let us know. Give us a shout. Check us out on Facebook, uh, "Greet a Shot First podcast, and uh, check us out on Reggie's House Podcast com. While you're there, please don't forget to check out Games in that podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as check us out on Apple's iTunes. I'm saying Apple everything, podcasts. yes, Apple Podcasts on Apple iTunes. I don't know, everything's getting an <laughs> S. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm kind of dragging.
0: Plur, yeah,
1: pluralized. Been at everything. it
0: for a while as well. <laughs> i
1: get so, it i apologize but from everyone here i mean i don't know uh, about everybody else steph did you have a good time
2: i had a great time
1: did you uh, have a good time andrew
0: it was a boring conversation anyway i bet it was
1: stuff